0: Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Fred Rogers said, There is no normal life that is free of pain, it is the very wrestling with our problems that can be the impetus for our growth. This is episode 63 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Dustin Rivenbark. At an early age he can remember moving between his mother and father's houses, basically living out of a suitcase. Their separation was anything but amicable, and he can remember having to break up fights. In his teenage years he fell into hanging around the wrong crowds leading to drinking and drugs. He would go between his mother and father because neither could handle him until he finally started to get his life together. Then, in a matter of months, he would lose his baby daughter, mother, and grandmother. All of this led to him realizing that you only get one life and you need to make the most of it. Now he's using his story and experiences to coach others on how to overcome their struggles and go from tragedy to triumph. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Dustin Rivenbark. Hey, Dustin, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, I'm glad to have you here today. You're one of the many people that signed up through podcastguest.com. And uh, from what I read, you've definitely got a story to share. So I can't wait to get started. Uh, And thank you again for coming on. Absolutely, Brian. It is a
1: pleasure to be here. I'm so thankful that uh, you scheduled me and I'm looking forward to this one.
0: Awesome. So the first question I ask every guest to get started is, "What is your definition of vulnerability?"
1: My definition of vulnerability would, without a doubt, being uh, and what I like to call an open book. I just I want to put myself out there in such a way that I can that I can almost help people by listening to the the trials or hardships or whatever that I've been through and the ways that I've found. Um, to lead to quote unquote uh, success is is just being able to to be an open book and allowing people to peer into my life and uh, allowing me to help them become vulnerable as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 funny, you know, I, every person has a different definition, but there's a lot of similarity in terms of, you know, being open and everything like that. But I think what's also important is what you said is being able to use your own story. So being able to understand your own struggles and everything, mm-hmm. I think is, is definitely, you know, uh, an important part of it, sort of before you open that book. So, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely like what you had to say. So if we can, you know, sort of go back and and go back as far as you want. I've had people that tell me stories from when they were five years old and I've had people that, you know, start at high school. So it's completely up to you. But if you can look back on your own life, when would you say would be your earliest memory of of facing some sort of vulnerability or some sort of struggle in your own life?
1: Oh, man. So so we can go uh, we can go way back, but I'm going to keep it uh, keep it moving. I can remember being young. My dad, he worked, uh, he worked offshore. I'm talking my knee high years, you know, uh, early age Mm -hmm. and my dad, he worked offshore two weeks on two weeks off and I would live with him for two weeks and I would go and stay with my mother. They were divorced and and live with her for two weeks pretty much living out of a suitcase because I never really was in one particular household long enough to fully unpack that suitcase before I went to the other. And growing up, it was very much different in each household. Uh, My mother uh, was uh, addicted to pain medication. And so I had a lot of Uh, hardships to overcome there in watching that unfold. Uh, I can remember the sound of busted glass breaking uh, with fights between her and my dad, and then her and my stepdad. I can remember just having to pull them apart, crying, just um, uh, laying down at night, hoping that the fights and the yelling didn't spill over into my room, locking my door, things going quiet, opening the door, to make sure you know nobody was dead. And I can just remember that on and on and on throughout uh, childhood. And then my dad moved out to Houston, Texas. And I can remember becoming too much for, and I lived in Alabama, by the way. And so I can remember becoming too much for my mother to handle. She sent me out to live with my dad uh, and I continued on my path of of self destruction. I fell in my teenage years of really wanting to hang with the wrong crowds and really really develop a relationship with people who I felt cared about me at the time, and the first ones to latch on to me were were kind of ones who were not who were not living in the best way, and by that I mean the drinking and the drugs and et cetera et cetera. And, uh, but I can remember going back to my childhood, Brian, I remember being left on the baseball field after baseball practice, you know, and, and being the last kid and, and, and my parent, my mom hadn't come to get me yet. I can remember them calling my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can remember them calling my grandmother to come pick me up and, and somebody meeting me there. And it was just, it was just a weird, weird thing that I just accepted as normal. And I absolutely know it isn't normal, you you know, now. And so growing up through all of that, um, finally getting to a point after high school, I dropped out of school. I got my GED uh, and, and I just, I got through all of that, man. And I remember hitting rock bottom. Like I'm just done. Like enough is enough, man. And I called my dad hey, dad, I'm, 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 I need a job. I need a way out. I had moved back in with my mother. Uh, I had gotten too much to, for my dad to handle. And, and so I remember hitting that rock bottom and my dad heard the sound of a hungry man. Brian, I don't know about you, but I can do a lot with a hungry man. <laughs> somebody, somebody who's tired of status quo, Somebody who recognizes this is not the way it's supposed to be, and they're on fire, and they're hungry. And, I, and, and and he managed to get me an interview, and I gave 10 and a half years of my life, of my dedication to the oil field, the oil and gas industry, working my way from a roustabout to a subsea engineer, man. I mean, I put, I put my life into it. 10 and a half years later to see the bottom fall out and I lose my connection to my identity. I had worked hard to overcome obstacles, to make good money, to jump in and, and marry my wife and, and do all of these things and, and live the oil field dream, man. <laughs> and, and 10 and a half years later, bro, it just, it just got pulled right out from under me. And, but backing up, I had talked to my pastor for a year and a half and, uh, about going into ministry. I'd really had, you know, God doing some amazing things in my life. I went into ministry. I dove into ministry four and a half years. And it was the, the first year of ministry, hardest year of my life, bar none. First year of my, of ministry, being in charge of so many youth and and kids. And, and, and I lost my my wife and I lost our baby Callie Grace to Potter syndrome. A few months later, I lost my mother to a drug addiction. And then a few months later, my grandmother who helped raise me through all of that. I learned one thing, Brian, we only get one shot at this life, mm-hmm. bro. We only get one shot at this man. And it's like, What are you going to do with it? I'm talking the here, the right now. What are you going to do with it? And so for me, I want to take that fire. I want to take those challenges, that hardship, those stories, recognize it's not normal, but it's overcomable. And with that, I've now just established a, a coaching business, a professional life coach business and, and and i'm wanting to reach out and 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 still uh speak to people and do my speaking and and do my evangelism and and do my coaching to help people overcome tragedy and turn it into triumph
0: Uh, there's a lot there to unpack one thing that I want (laughs) to I want to touch on first and foremost is your point that you came you know sort of you repeated twice there is that you only get one shot and the other thing that I think is important to add to that is not only the fact that you only get one shot is that you don't know how long that shot's going to last and that's something that's really hit me over the last little while is that yeah I understand that obviously you know there's an end to this life and everything like that but the the bigger thing for me is also the fact that You know we just don't know if it's going to be tomorrow next week you know the a month later we just don't know and i think that's sort of aside from the fact that you know we only get one shot and not knowing how long that that's sort of my driver so i can completely relate in that sense of understanding you know like that we've only got one opportunity of to to sort of make something of ourselves and you know I've done a lot of reflection on in terms of like what do I want to be remembered for and it seems that you're sort of on that path right now of of trying to build your legacy and everything so just wanted to sort of echo that because I think that that's something that a lot of us need to sort of wake up and realize whether you're 20 years old 30 years old 50 60 it doesn't really matter it's it's just at the end of the day that however much time you have sort of you know make the best of it.
1: You know, Brian, we're, we're all on this same sort of journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's really cool is, uh, now I don't want to take the seriousness out of COVID and all of that. Uh, a lot of deaths, a lot of people have lost serious uh, uh, loved ones, people have lost jobs and all of that. But here's the thing, as we start to come out of COVID, what I'm noticing is that we're we're all on kind of an even playing ground right now, kind of even playing field. None of us know what the future holds, man. We're in the same storm. We're just in different boats, man. Yeah. And I think that I think that should really uh, bring us together and unify us in this decision of, hey, we only get one shot at this thing. What are we gonna do with?
0: No, definitely, definitely, definitely agree with that. So now getting back to uh, your story, you know, I want to sort of go back to, you know, that that younger time, you know, when you were going through sort of all that turmoil between, you know, mm-hmm. your parents divorcing and having to live with your mom and your dad and then more with your mom and then back with your dad, like everything yeah. that you sort of went through. Um, what would you say, and, and I think I have an idea from something you said, but what would you say helped you sort of get through that time? Like, what was it that sort of, just, you know, was it your grandmother, like you mentioned, was there other things like what, what helped you sort of overcome that time in your life?
1: You know, I really looking back, I've never quite a hundred percent put my finger on it, but my grandmother was a large influence in my life. My grandmother, my grandfather, uh, if I had to boil it down to one word, uh, it would be exposure, Brian. Had I, Had I not had exposure to what should have been, if I, let me see if I can, if I can word this right. If I had not had exposure to uh, what life could be, what it should be. Uh, and and all of that my my grandmother and grandfather they worked on a farm. I would go stay with them my grandfather would put a pair of hole diggers in my hand, building fences, doing this or what whatever doing that and then I'd go back into that life and then and that would be my that would be my breakaway that was my zone that was my my place I could get on. Um, the four-wheeler, and I could just ride 1,200 acres of farmland and look at the cows and, and, and go through gates and, and, and smell all the different smells and do all the different things. And then when I went with my dad every now and then, uh, that would be a different exposure. And so I really, I really got to um, dive into the way my father was brought up and, and so it instilled a level of hard work and, and all of those things. So I have to say, I have to say that I was blessed in a way that I did get some uh, outside exposure to what life could, should really be.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Because like you said, you know, for you for a long time, it sounds like, you know, you looked at what was going on in your life as normal. But then, I guess, being exposed to these other people and, you know, other parts of your family, you sort of realize, okay, maybe that's not so normal. And it seems like you were able to learn quite a bit to sort of uh, in a sense, help you to where you're at now. Because if if not, you may have just seen what, you know, living with your mom at, was as normal. And that may have led to other behaviors and other things yes. later on in your life. So um, definitely makes sense. If you were to look back as well on that situation, would you say that there was any sort of strength that you were able to Finding yourself like was there a strength that you discovered in yourself at that time that now presents itself you know for me the one thing that definitely comes up is i can only imagine you must have had some sort of resilience because for you to sort of you know make it through that time in your life and, and everything that came after and then now get to a point where you're looking to become a life coach it seems like that might be something but i don't want to put words in your mouth what would you say you know if there was a strength that you discovered
1: Bro, a hundred percent, a hundred percent right. Through all of this, man, I consider myself a grunt. Have you ever? Have you ever seen the movie Platoon?
0: Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, I think. uh, (laughs) All right,
1: so they're in the jungle in in Vietnam, and they're and they're laying there. And Charlie Sheen, who was kind of the main character, he 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 writes home, and uh, and he's writing his his grandmother. And he's telling her the experiences that they're going through, and he says, "He says these people are the best I've ever seen, Grandma." He said uh, they they were referred to themselves as grunts. He said a grunt can take anything. A grunt can take it, you know. And and so, I would have to say that internal fortitude to just drive. That Rivenbark drive, as I call it, that, that <laughs> internal fire inside my last name to, to hold my shoulders back, to, to walk forward and to say, you know what? That's not who I am. Yes, that happened. Yes, I just went through that. Yes, that hurt. Yes, that's painful. But I know there's so much more out there. A grunt can take anything.
0: <laughs> yeah i've never i've never had that word used <laughs> I, I don't
1: know man that's just that's okay. what i felt you know <laughs> uh, no it,
0: hey listen it makes sense i've just uh, it's a it's a new one yeah. for me instead <laughs> of using you know a word like resilience i yeah. i definitely like the uh the idea of you know being a grunt because it makes sense like you said it, being able to sort of you know get through and overcome anything and just keep going and and it makes sense yeah. considering sort of the story that you shared at the beginning there so if you were to another, so, another
1: hold on another ahead.
0: thing is Angela Duckworth wrote a book called Grit.
1: And that I recommend anybody that's looking to do something really great, that's looking to do something new, that's looking to do something better, that's looking to overcome. Uh, next to my book, of course, Courage and Redemption, <laughs> the six key battle principles from the story of Joshua, I recommend Angela Duckworth's
0: grit. It's really, really good. No, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm always looking for more books to add to my list. Uh, I've I've got a couple bookshelves full upstairs already, but uh, definitely yeah. always looking to add something. And my listeners, I'm sure as well. So, if you were to look back at you know sort of the 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 story that you shared of your your life and and everything that you've been through the ups, the downs, the highs and the lows, what would you say would be like the the emotional toll? uh, physical toll, like what was the toll all of that sort of took on your life? I know you said that at some point, you know, you sort of got into the wrong crowd and had your own issues with alcohol and drugs and everything like that. But what would you say the the toll was that that took on you? Uh, major, and I still deal with, um, with it
1: today. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, even, even seeing, Um, how God can show up in your life and really do some powerful things in and through you and put you on stages, speaking to hundreds of people about what you've been through um, uh, about, about what's in store and really motivating and firing up people and all of that. You still walk off the end of the day with those scars. Okay. And so those scars, yes, they can heal, but they're still there. Brian. Yeah. And so those scars are a symbol. It's like a little token of, of, of how far God has brought you. And it gives you kind of a little, a little vision into where he wants to take you into the future. Um, but when I go to sleep at night, there are times when I would go to sleep at night back then, there are so many times I cried myself to sleep at night because I couldn't, I put my face in the pillow. I put a pillar over my head, you, you know, and, and all of that, while all of this was going down. And so there are times at night that I still um, deal with some of that. Now I know how to deal with it and I know the right perspective and the right frame of mind to go about uh, switching my train of thought and, and all of those things, but those scars don't go away.
0: You know, it seems like we could almost create a quote from that because I've never really thought about it that way in terms of, like you said, wounds can heal, but there's always going to be a scar. and yes. And it's, you know, it's, if you think about it literally, like, yeah, whenever you have a deep enough wound, you know, it will heal, but there's always going to be that mark there to remind you, like, hey, you know, this, I cut myself here, you know, doing this or whatever. Like, I have scars from when I was like, you know, <laughs> a little kid. So yeah, it definitely man. makes sense. And I've never thought about it that way, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it makes sense to me for sure. Yeah. Is there any other stories that you can share? I mean, you shared quite a bit at the beginning there, um, but even if you want to get into some of that a little bit more, like, you know, to, to sort of give our, our listeners an idea of sort of these vulnerabilities. Cause it sounds like to me, I've, and I mean, obviously, you know, I don't know what the span of all that was, but it sounds to me that every time that you got a little bit closer to sort of getting on your feet, something came by to knock you down again. So oh yeah. want to uh, get into that a bit more.
1: I've, I've got it. I've got a great story and I'm going to take me, my experience kind of out of the picture and i'm going to give you another story of how i was able to use that experience to help someone else so there was a friend of mine um that that was kind of a mutual uh friend of a friend okay and so we'll just say his his name was craig and uh and so craig was was going through cancer all right he had he had a real real situation he 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 was his body was riddled with cancer, and I got connected to Craig through a friend who said, "Hey man, we could really use some prayer. Or this and that. Can you come meet us and and pray with him?" Da 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 da. We got connected that way, and we all became kind of good friends through the process. Well, let's rock on a little bit. My my other friend calls me and says, "Dustin, man, I need you to get to the hospital." I said, "What's going on, man?" He said, "It's Craig. It's bad, man." He said, "I can't. I can't get up there." But um, they're telling people, you, you know, you, you might, you might want to go see Craig. And so I said, uh, I said, okay, I'm, I'm headed up there. And so I went up to the hospital and I walked in and he was still able to talk and, 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 and all of that, but he had been given a very short, short time. And um, I said, Craig, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing? He said, Dustin, not good, man. He said, I feel like I'm a pin cushion. He said, every time I turn around, there's a nurse in here sticking me with needles. They're they're moving me beds. They're doing all this stuff. He said, I feel like I'm in prison. He said, I'm in this hotel room. I can't lead my family. I can't do anything. I'm stuck. So I sat there and I didn't want to just, I didn't want to act like I understood his cancer and his battle and all of that. So I kind of said a quiet, quiet little prayer, just kind of for wisdom. And I said, you know what, Craig? I said, I can't relate to feeling like you're, or, or the cancer. I can't relate to the sickness, okay? But I can relate to feeling like you're in prison. I said, listen to me, Craig. I need you to understand that some of the most powerful drug cartels Known to man, or ran from inside a prison. Now, I don't need you. I'm not condoning that. Don't go be a drug cartel <laughs> member. But, but you got to understand that you can be a leader, Craig, from right where you are. The faith that you put uh, uh, put forth, the strength that you show, you're speaking volumes to me. You're. Sp- speaking volumes to your wife, to your kids, bro, like to these nurses that come in here, the truth that you tell them, the, 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 the knowledge you put in them and, and the strength that you carry will lead from right here in this prison cell. And you know, we got to talking. And when I walked into a desperate situation, Brian, I walked out of that, that hospital room with a smile on his face, you know, and I thought, wow, you know, just a change in perspective, yeah. just, just a change in your life's perspective, your worldview can do
0: wonders. Would you say that because of your, your, I guess your past and the experiences that you went through, is that something that you sort of carried from there? Is, is that where that came from? Was that, you know, you realized throughout your life with all these sort of struggles and, and these different challenges that kept getting presented to you throughout your life was perspective, sort of a key to, to helping you sort of get through them as, as each new thing sort of presented itself?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, Brian. A hundred percent. that and uh that next to exposure i can remember being eight nine years old and to this day you don't know but i'm a boss at finding four leaf clovers okay i'm all <laughs> the time showing people like uh, uh on social media and stuff found another one found out like <laughs> like i just there's just something about the hunt that 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 challenges me there's something that's fun about the excitement of finding them. I'll find two or three a day if I go out there and, and 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 set my mind to it. And here's the thing. I can remember being eight, nine years old and I had, for, for Christmas, uh, I had been getting... I can remember, I can remember for Christmas getting a magic eight ball, all right? You remember that magic eight ball, yeah, yeah. Brian?
0: Yeah.
1: You, you you shake it, you ask it a question, you shake it, and it pops up a yes or a no, maybe so, all of that kind of stuff. And so I can remember sitting out there in clover fields, all right, four leaf clover fields, and I would ask the magic leaf clover today, and I would shake it and it would yes, no, maybe so, all of that. And then I'd find them. Well. As I would do that, I would find myself asking, hey, will I become wealthy later in life? Hey, will I become a businessman later of life? Will I work offshore? Will I do all of these? And, that, and I would go through all of these excitement, all of this expectancy, all of this. And from an early age, I was able to vision and envision something outside of my reality of what I saw right now. And so that's what I really wanna get through to people is you may be in the storm, you may be in the thick, you may be in the fire, but I need you to know what's on the other side of what could be and what should be is powerful. And we need to train our brain to be able to disconnect, from those negative ways, from that negative thinking, from that negative and expose yourself to what's out there.
0: No, it, it makes sense. Like I said, having perspective and then like you're saying, you know, just being able to expose yourself to different situations, different scenarios, yeah. different people. I mean, one thing that's definitely changed a lot for me over the last few years is is who I've sort of introduced into my life, and I've heard over and over again you know the sort of the sayings of you know that you're you're the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, so it makes sense that yes. you know depending on your exposure and also depending on your perspective, how sort of things can be not necessarily easier to overcome, but you're it's it's maybe more manageable would be the way to put it and 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 just to that point, I mean one thing that really stood out when you when you were sort of at the beginning there when you were sort of going through your story is is you sort of lost a lot of important people in a very short period of time Mm. and i've lost a few people in the last few years um and i've grieved the first loss that i had i grieved really horribly it was a, a grandparent who i was really close to and and just didn't grieve very well and i don't know if there's a good or a bad way to grieve but for me the process that I went through wasn't the greatest and then with the more recent one which was also a grandparent I tend I I, I found I guess not a better again it's hard to say good or bad but I, it, there was a uh, there was a little more comfort there was a little more ease with with their passing in terms of the grieving so you know, I wanted to sort of get your I guess i like what did you do like how did you sort of grieve all that loss in such a short period of time because i can feel like for most people if you know they were to lose a parent a grandparent a daughter and all that in a short period of time that would cripple most people so yeah. how how were you able to sort of you know grieve that and i'm sure you're still grieving it now but
1: yeah and and that's a great question brian because here's the thing there's no there's no answer for that. There's no, there's, there's how I grieved it. There's how you grieved it. There's no right or wrong answer here. Uh, case in point, I got over the loss of my daughter, uh, my baby, to Potter syndrome faster than my wife did. Um, and I can absolutely remember a sermon that my pastor of the time had had preached. And it was about getting up. It's time to get up. Moses is dead. It's time to go like it's time to do it. And you've grieved long enough. And I walked up to him and I said, uh, I want to thank you for that message. I've been telling my wife, it's time to go. It's time to get up all of this. And he stopped me. He said, Dustin, that message wasn't meant for Amy. He said, there's people who have spent their whole lives grieving a negative topic. He said, your wife is grieving. She's grieving in her way. He said, you need to get off her back. And I respected that. And for me, I was ready. She wasn't. So so there's no real right or wrong. I think for me, I found myself in a situation where I had been put over um, a student ministry of about 70 students and, uh, at 70 to 75. And I I remember, uh, a three day or a few days after the, the loss of, of Callie Grace, I can, I can just remember the importance of getting into ministry, wait, of having to move forward being on my back and and like a driving force not like a burden so so I think it was just uh, a spiritual connection for me it was a a internal uh, without a doubt power uh, from the Holy Spirit that just said hey you've got to go like like this is not for you. You can't get stuck here. Now there were dark nights. There were lots of crying. There was lots of emotions. Sure. There was a period of time where I couldn't do anything. Uh, I remember laying across my mother as she took her final breaths. And I remember telling her to to just go home. It's time to just go home. And and, uh, I carried that with me. But one of the strongest I've ever been was at my mother's casket, standing beside her casket. I felt like I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And and that's just that internal drive, that internal uh, power from the Holy Spirit that says, I got you, I got you. And so, um, yeah, man, that's that's kind of how I, I made it through, was just uh, relying on, on that internal power source, man.
0: No, that's a, uh, you know, a, uh powerful message to say the least because i think that like you said a lot of you know obviously we all have our own process we all have our own timing hmm. like not everybody's gonna have something have have go through the same thing at the same time i guess is the way to put it but f- you know for you to sort of bring that message and i don't know that you know, necessarily, you know, your way of looking at it is very faith-based and and the next person yeah. might not be. But I think that the important part to take away from it is the fact that sort of we have this inner strength, but sometimes it's, you know, pushed down or sometimes it's, it's really hard to sort of, you know, dig through and find, but we all have that inner strength that if we can just sort of find it and bring it out, um, you know, it, it can help us sort of overcome and get through a lot of things. And I think a lot of us, uh, you know, I look at, Uh, the inner sort of work is something that a lot of us are afraid to do just simply because you know it's hard for one and then for two not a lot of us want to dig through all that stuff and but i think what's important like you're saying is that it's all it's it's in there it's in there somewhere you just got to find it and i think that if more people would just sort of take the time to to take a look and to do some of that sort of uh you know internal digging or whatever you want to call it um that that they'd be able to sort of maybe find a lot more strength than what they think they have because I think a lot of us just get comfortable and say okay well you know this is how I've been for so many years or this is how things are and I'm just going to accept it and that's it Um, whereas like you're saying if you if you really look in within yourself you can find that that sort of strength that power to 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 move forward and and do all the things that you want to do
1: look look Brian there there are five pillars that I focus my life around. There's five things that, that whatever I do okay, in life, whatever decisions I make in a day, I want them to fall in one of these five categories or else I don't have time for it. Okay. The top pillar here, here it goes. It's, it's my five, uh, the, the, the five F's if you will. (laughs) All right. Faith, family, finance, fitness, and future. I call it freedom, the last one, all right? And so faith, what I mean by faith, Brian, you hit it out of the park. Not everybody sees the way I do. And you know what? That's, that's okay. Still, you have a belief system of some kind. You have something, whether it's an internal power inside of you, whether it's Buddha, Allah, uh, Jesus Christ, you have a belief system. Now, am I going to tell you I'm right? Sure, somebody else is going to tell me they're right, you know? <laughs> but but what, what is that belief system inside of you, that fire? You need to stand on a rock. You need to stand on a foundation. If a higher power is that rock, if you're that rock, I, I don't want to step outside of my beliefs But I want you to know that for your life, for your vision, you need that rock, that faith, that belief system, right? You need your family and neighbors and friends and all of that goes into your family. Finances. What would you do if you didn't know you couldn't do it? Oh, man, that is fire, you know? And then fitness. Are you living a healthy lifestyle? are you are you going after your dreams and your visions and your desires while still um, focusing on your own health right and then finally freedom your future you know are, are you are you are you trapped and and living the life other people are telling you to live uh, or or are you trying to find your way your path
0: uh, those are some pretty solid pillars <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you I ask know. me i mean it makes a lot of sense in the all and i also like sort of the way that they um sort of go from, it seems like you've put them in order of sort of importance as well. Yes. Um, because like I said, it, the way I, I, I sort of look at things similar in terms of like, you know, the way I would look at faith or, or as you said, you know, whatever that power is or, or whatever you look at is just the fact that you've got to sort of, you got to work on yourself first. You got to believe yes. in yourself first. And then yes, you got to find the support of family and friends. And then yes, you know, finance and so on. Mm-hmm. It, it does make a lot of sense in terms of like how we should all sort of, move forward because you know again if you're if you look at you know finances your your first one you may be like well i don't have the money to do this and and that's really sort of some uh, you know a bs that we tell ourselves and give ourselves a reason it's sort of an excuse right so i think that that bs is your
1: belief system
0: yeah there you go go, man fires right back (laughs) definitely makes sense. So no, it's just, I I just never, I've never sort of put it into those five ways, but it it definitely makes a lot of sense. And I think that'll be helpful um, for listeners to just sort of take into consideration if they've got a a goal or something that they're looking at right now, or if they're sort of in a place where they're stuck, that might be a good way to sort of look at their own situation in their own life and say, you know, like, what is my belief system? And then, you know, who do I have to support me? I mean, uh, you know, one thing that that I've sort of discovered over the last little while is, you know, gratitude. And and when you have gratitude for, you know, life and the people and everything like that in your life, it, it can sort of help with a lot of those things. So maybe that's my belief system is gratitude. I don't know. But um, but it's it, everything you said makes sense for sure. I so- I love that. Yeah. Gratitude is great, man if you were to look at sort of everything that's happened throughout your life and, and, you know, from, you know, the, the, your early upbringing to, you know, that 10 and a half years that you gave to a company that then sort of, you know, it it ended and, you know, the loss of your daughter and everything that's happened, how would you say all of it, if you could look at it, you know, call, if you just say, you know, everything that's happened has got me here. How would you say it's helped you get there?
1: So it, Thousand percent. It 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 established who I am today. Um without those without that realness, without that connectability to people, um, I couldn't do what I do, Brian. I think for me it just it helps me believe my belief system that I'm a grunt, that I can take it, right? It helps me believe that there's a higher power. My God is in control of my life, of my destiny now. Um, all of this is 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 unfolding um, page after page for me for the first time each and every day. But I wake up in expectancy, Brian. I wake up. I told my wife this morning, and she's gone. She's mentoring some ladies who lost children uh, at a local um, um, Counseling place and and so uh, I, for me, uh, I told her this morning. I said, "Baby, I said it's going to be a great day." And she's like, "It's going to be a great day." Uh, I made a vision board and all of those five pillars. it may sound a little extreme, but it's what I do, Brian. It's it's. I took a cork board, a big old cork board, and I separated it in five sections. And I sat down with magazines and I cut out stuff that 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 I that I took a uh, thumbtack. And I thumbtack these pictures all over this corkboard of faith, what what my faith is, sayings and and crosses and this and that, and then and then family pictures of my family, cutouts, just this collage of finances, um, some some money on there. There's some <laughs> uh, there's some speaking engagements I've done, some check stubs for that. There's some different different ways of pa- paving my own path, uh, and and then and there's this whole collage of all five of those pillars. Um, and, and I just call it my vision board. I put it in my closet. I walk in there and I just look at it first thing in the morning. And I, I I look at it when I'm changing clothes to go work out. I look at it when I'm going to do this, when I'm going to do that. And I want to encourage everybody to, to, to just have a vision board because this stuff has made you who you are to this point, man. And so without it, um, without it, we are, are left in a world of um just of uncertainty i guess yeah. of who we are and and uncertainty of where where life is headed and 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 you still may be in that you may be in that season right now but i need you to know that in that moment of uncertainty look at how much you've been through look at what you've gone through and you are still awake Now, I I just need you
0: to be woke. Anyway, so go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 but just something that came to mind as you were saying all that, and it it was something you mentioned before was about like having a foundation. You got to have that foundation underneath you. And what it sounds like to me is that as much as your past has had its struggles and it's had its challenges and, you know, difficulties and everything like that, it sounds to me that all that was sort of the foundation for you as much as it, it, you know, it may have had its cracks and it's, you know, bumps or whatever. It seems like your foundation is really built on, you know, being able to overcome everything, you know, being that grunt, as you, you mentioned, I I don't know. It's just something that sort of came to mind as you were, you were talking there.
1: That's good, man. I I had a, I had a a big massive Oak tree limb fall right out in my driveway. Um, And, and so whereas some people might look at that Oak tree, at limb in their driveway and say, what am I going to do? Uh, here's me, brother, you don't stand a chance. Your time is limited. Let me get a chainsaw and and I'm just <laughs> going to fix this. And so, um, you you know, that's just a, a silly example of stuff that, that can fall in your way on a day-to-day basis, but you overcome, man, you rise. Some people are built to to rise. And here's the thing: we all are built that way, but only only uh, um, a select ten percent of the population of the United, of the world ten percent uh, actually have written goals that they want to follow in life, goals that they want to hit. All right, and and so I just I want you to know if you're if you're walking through this earth blind, do not be surprised when you bump into something. <laughs> you know?
0: No, for sure. I I really like your metaphors like your the yeah. one about scars earlier. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you, you sort of you know walk with a blindfold or with your eyes closed, you're gonna bump yeah. into stuff. It, right. It, it's, it literally makes a lot of Yeah, sense. man.
1: And it's just a it's just a, a fact of life, man. And and so there's so much excitement out there to be had. There's so much to see, there's so much to know and experience and feel. Uh, that we can't get bogged down in those scars and, and the pain. Uh, eventually, we have to overcome. We're built for it.
0: Yeah. I think it goes back to another thing you said, like is perspective, right? Is, is that yeah. you know, there's there's definitely times where it's going to get rough and it's going to be bad, but if you can sort of have the perspective that you know there's still some light out there, there's still you know somewhere to some some happiness, whatever you want to call it, that you know it, it, you can you can again overcome, right? It's just again yes. that that perspective is key. So at this point right now, where you're at with everything that you've got going on would you say that you've found success and fulfillment in your life or would you say that you're still on a journey towards that?
1: Okay. Yes. And yes. All (laughs) right. So, so I would say that it all depends on your definition of success. Mm -hmm. Mine may be, mine may be different than yours. Yours may be um, when I have X amount of dollars in my bank account. Okay. Mine may be when I help someone overcome a tragedy that's or a hardship that they've been going through and help them to step out and make tough decisions and become a better person in the process. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. It's not that yours would be right or mine would be right. It's just that definition of success for the individual. So for me to be able to step out on a limb and and help people overcome hardships and be a role model to students, be a role model to uh uh kids going through college being able to do these things even though my bank account is not full uh my heart is full okay and so and so i think that determines success Uh, for for me. And yes, I do look forward to the future. And I do hope that these experiences and all of this stuff that I'd like to do eventually rolls over to the bank account. Okay. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: of course. And so Mm. I say, yes, I'm looking forward to success in the future, but I also want to live it right now.
0: No. And I think it goes again with your pillars there is that, you know, finance is sort of that third one is, you know, you're right now more focused on making sure that you've got your belief system set up and and it sounds like it's pretty strong and you know, your family and everything sounds very strong. And so sort of the next step for you now is to, you know, look at that, that sort of finance and everything. So it's, it again, makes sense in terms of how you sort of look at that. So, we're down to the last couple of things here. Um, the last question I ask every guest is, you know, if people were to listen back to this, like I said, your metaphors were great. <laughs> so your outlook on life is great. But if you could give people three important lessons, three lessons that you learned through your journey that could help them with, with whatever they're going through, what would you say those three lessons would be?
1: All right. One, exposure. Expose yourself to things that, and that's a word I, I've repeated several times through here, so that should be an alarm bell to somebody, <laughs> right? So so I have to say, you don't know what you don't know, guys, okay? So exposure gives you some insight. I don't care if you've got to read it in a book, if you've got to, to see it, don't just dive into stupid stuff on TV, but expose yourself to the Travel Channel, Discovery Channel, uh expose yourself a little bit to the news you know and and see see what's going on uh expose yourself to things outside of your tragedy i think the next thing are the hardships i'm sorry but but what another thing that i really think would help somebody is over or, or knowing that you're not alone okay somewhere out there someone is dealing with, if not the same problem, a harder problem and they're overcoming it and they're finding a way and they're, and they're, and they're doing, and they're doing this thing that we call life. So I want you to know that, that at some point you have to grab the mentality of a grunt, someone who can take anything and, and be able to say, you know what, you throw it at me, I'll knock it down. You throw it at me, I'll knock it down. So so exposure, recognizing that you can take it, okay? And the third thing is recognize you can overcome it, all right? So yes, I can take it. But the third thing is I can overcome it. There's an internal power source like a cell phone, all right? These smartphones are so smart, man. We don't even know what they can do, all right? They're just they're just so powerful. But here's the thing. If I don't plug it up daily, bro, it's not going to do what it was created to do. You have to find a way to pu- plug into that power source each and every day, man. What is it? What is that thing inside of you that says there has to be more? What is that thing inside of you that says this is your purpose? What is that thing inside of you that says... You desire to do this, and why are you not going after that? So those three things, I would have to say exposure, you can take it, and three, you can overcome it.
0: Uh, And and, uh, I definitely I I think it sort of relates with your story that, you know, throughout the whole time that we were sort of talking in this interview is, you know, that, you know, like you said, that in your early days, it was the exposure to your grandparents and, and what a normal life should be that sort of helped you notice that. You know, maybe everything that was going on at home wasn't so normal and allowed you to sort of break out of that, you know, and then like you're saying, you know, you've definitely had to take a lot <laughs> on yeah. whether it's, you know, family situations, the loss of your daughter, you've, you've taken a lot on and then now you're at a point where you're sort of overcoming it and using it to to help others. So your uh, your three definitely really with your story and I think are a solid three for, for the listeners. So sure. thank you for those. So the last thing I do with every guest is I just want to give you the opportunity to sort of promote whatever you want, whether it's your book, programs that you've got coming up, whatever you want to talk about, where to find you on social, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Right now, Brian, first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity
1: to come and share my story. I hope that at least one person listening can walk away from this and say, you know what? I didn't think about that. You know what? I never, I never saw it that way. You know what? I didn't know I could win at life. And your definition of win may be different from someone else. So thank you again, and I really hope that people uh, can can really grasp the things that were talked about today. Secondly, if you want to find me, www.dustinrivenbark.com. That's Dustin D U S T I N R I V E-N-B-A-R-K. Please go to DustinRivenbark.com and there you can purchase. There's a link on my website. You can purchase my book, uh, Courage and Redemption. Also, look me up on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Courage and Redemption, and Instagram. I have a Instagram page titled Courage and Redemption. Just started my driven development LLC uh, master life coach. so in that I've been certified in um, life purpose coaching, in professional coaching, goal setting and happiness life coaching. all four wrapped up into one and and so with that we want to help you overcome life's obstacles and become a better version of yourself. so please uh, Dustin Rivenbark.com and Dustin Rivenbark at yahoo.com, uh, for email. Let's talk. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the future.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to put all that in the show notes. I look forward to um, staying connected with you as well. Um, listen, uh, you know, as much as you were thanking me for bringing you on, I want to thank you for, for coming on and sharing so openly. For me, it's still very humbling when this happens, just because you don't know me, I don't know you. You know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we we were sort of introduced to each other through a newsletter. Um, but for you to come on and and open up the way you did, and not only that, but just sort of provide very you know, uh, just a lot, a lot of lessons. And, and for, you know, when people are listening back to this, you know, I, I don't know how many of my listeners have gone through similar situations and can relate to exactly what you've gone through. But what I, what I really appreciate about what you did is how, like I said, you made them you made the lessons relatable and, and you yes. made it so that no matter what somebody is going through, they can maybe use something from what happened to you as a sort of a stepping stone to to move forward. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for, for sharing the way you did. And like I said, I look forward to uh, staying connected. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Omeda, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.